Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. What's going on, everybody? My name is Josh Baldwin, and I'm so excited that you're joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast. I'm hanging out today with my good friend, James Meehan. James, thanks for being here today, man. Josh, you're not just a good friend. You're my best friend. Oh my, oh my gosh. I'm, <laughs> I'm so honored that I'm going to start tearing up. Like, I don't even know <laughs> at this point. Let's just be done. Can we end now and just be done? And that way I could end my day on such an incredibly high note. Yeah, this feels like a, a good episode for our leaders. Man, I know. I feel like everybody's going to walk away going, I gained so much value <laughs> from learning about their friendship. No, so what we actually are going to do today is we want, um, so, so we are four weeks into, we have completed four weeks of this, of this series, Who is God? And this has yep. been a little bit of a longer series. And so for, for part, partly because of that, we want to kind of look back even before we're done and recap sort of where we've come from, like what we've accomplished so far and what it looks like moving forward. So if you would, James, just kind of take us back a little bit of a recap through the weeks that we have gone through, what we've learned, what our students have been challenged to up to this point. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I hear people in ministry or in the Christian world say often is, hey, even if I don't have all the answers, I know the one who does. And the sad reality is that that sounds really good when we say it, but how many of us truly believe it deep down? How many of us actually know God personally? Not just us as leaders, and yes, I'm talking about us as leaders, but even more so for our students, because what they've been exposed to is an idea of God that is way more like a caricature than anything that actually reflects the true character of God. And that's why this series Man. is all about introducing our students to the most important being in existence, and that is God. So in week one, we laid the foundation starting at the very beginning with the idea that in the beginning was God. God is our creator, and he wants a relationship with us, his creation. Week two is about God being our redeemer. Now, redeemer is this fancy kind of old school word that's all about reclaiming ownership of something through paying a price. Week three, we talked about God being our king. And we asked the question, is he really the king over every part of our lives? This past week was about God being our father. And he's the kind of father that will never stop loving his kids. Now, looking ahead just a little bit to give you a tease. Next week, we're talking about the second person of the Trinity, God, the son. And we're going to walk through the opening to John's gospel, where he lays out this beautiful illustration of Jesus being one with God, Jesus being God from the very beginning. And he came full of grace and truth. So week five, who is God? God is the son and he came full of grace and truth. And then week six to close out this series, we're talking about that familiar stranger known as the Holy Spirit. Now, some of us are way more familiar with the Holy Spirit than others. Others of us, the Holy Spirit is kind of a stranger, sort of like that weird uncle that when they show up to family reunion, you're like, oh gosh, something crazy is about to happen. Let me just get out of here. <laughs> but for yeah. so many people in the Christian world, their understanding of the Holy Spirit is less of the Holy Spirit being a person, being God, and the Holy Spirit being more like the force from Star Wars, where it's this impersonal animating presence that exists in the universe and sometimes gives us the ability to do things we can't do on our own. But the Holy Spirit is so much more than that. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. And so what we're doing throughout this series 
is just starting with the most basic question imaginable to help our students understand who God is. Because even though none of us have all the answers to the questions our students are asking, we know that God does. We know that God cares. And so the better we can equip our students with the truth of who he is and then help them understand how to actually get to know him personally, I believe the more resilient, the more rooted, and the more robust their faith really will be. Absolutely. What, what I've really loved, and I want to kind of remind everyone, we've, we have actually taken the messages going into this semester, we've shortened them, and you guys have like intentionally shortened them. And we didn't just shorten them. A lot of times I think people in youth ministry think, oh yeah, you shorten the message because they're attention span, right? Like as a teenager. <laughs> no, because honestly, let's, let's be honest. As an adult, your attention span is, is small. So it's not, it's not just us looking, going, yeah, their attention span isn't there. That's not it. We, we have shortened the messages because we're going, hey, what if we created more opportunity for us Come not on. just to teach students about these spiritual disciplines and about what it looks like to truly pursue Christ, but what if we actually created some opportunities for them to put those things we're teaching them into action Yes. before maybe they ever even left the building on a Wednesday night. And on, the, the thing I love about youth ministry is that, like, you, let's compare it to the weekend. You don't have that opportunity on the weekend for <laughs> right. many reasons, but one is because the weekend is full of adults who can just get in their car and leave when they want. And right. youth ministry is full of students whose parents drop them off and they're stuck with us until their parents Come pick on. them up, right? Unless they're Amen. in high school, but they don't want to leave anyway because their friends are there. So thank you parents for dropping your kids off and, and making them be stuck with us. But but, but there is, there's, there's margin for us to go, okay, we have an hour um, during this experience. What are we going to do that is significant, that maybe seems simple, but is actually helping them experience something that they have heard about, but never lived out? Come and on. so, James, what I would love is like, so we've been talking about silence and solitude. We've been talking a lot about that. We've had the Bible plan going, silence and solitude. It's been really great. Will you talk to us about maybe like what, what do we know of that some campuses have actually done to maybe experience some of that? And then also, are there things that I as a switch uh, leader or even like more specifically, if I'm a small group leader, are there things that I can go, okay, but beyond that, I'm going to help lead my students because my goal isn't to build switch. My goal is to build students. Like I want to build the kid that's in front of me. I want to build yep. into their life. And so if that's what I'm wanting to do, what are some practical things that I could work on with them? Absolutely. So like Josh said, we have intentionally shortened our messages, not because of attention span, because I will say something that is not a popular opinion, but I think all of the conversations around attention span is a masterclass in missing the point. Because people will sit mm. down in front of a TV for hour upon hour upon hour because it's something that they care about. It's less about how much really they're able to pay attention to it. So that, that's a side note. That's a different podcast. Maybe we'll talk about it later. But we've been you doing it. it because we know how powerful it is for people to actually experience God personally. It was the psalmist, I believe. I could be misquoting this, which happens a lot. You can, you know, email Josh and tell me what I said wrong. But I believe it was, it, it was the psalmist who said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Not hear about the Lord and see that he's good. Not smell the Lord. It's like if I put this nice, freshly baked apple pie in front of you, I could tell you about the recipe. I could show you 
the perfectly golden brown crust. I could waft the aromas in front of you, but until you actually taste it, you will not fully understand or appreciate how good it is. And the same is true in our relationship with God is until we actually take time to not just hear about, think about, and sometimes maybe have positive feelings towards him, but to actually get into his presence, we will never understand how good he is. And that's why we have made it a priority to teach our students and invite our students to practice this discipline known as silence and solitude. It is a spiritual practice that has been around since the very beginning of the church. It's something that actually Jesus himself modeled, where we take time to get quiet, to get alone, so that we can be with God. What is silence and solitude? It's simply making space to experience the presence of God. So with that being said, that practice has been kind of the through line application of every single one of our experiences throughout this series. Because again, we want our students to not just hear about who God is, but to actually get into his presence so they can know him personally. Now, I know that you, Josh, at your campus in Northwest Oklahoma City, you've taken time at the end of some of your experiences where you get up in front of your students, you say, hey, we just heard about who God is. And now what we're going to do is we're going to take some time to actually put this into practice. We talked about silence and solitude earlier, but now's the time to actually do it. And so you put five minutes on the clock. You invited students to stand up, spread out throughout the room. You played some soft music in the background. And then as that five minutes was going, you encouraged students to just ask God to speak. Sometimes those students are more committed in their faith. And so you challenge them a little bit more. For some of those students who maybe they've never actually had a relationship with Jesus, you just asked them to be open to the possibility that maybe God wants a relationship with them. I was just talking to a youth pastor like literally an hour ago, and he was talking about how he followed a similar format for the first week. But then this past week, what he did was actually after the second worship song, they did a five minute chunk of silence and solitude and then came out of that into the third worship song before the message started. And what they've been finding, these different youth pastors and um, campuses that have been implementing silence and solitude within the experience is that students love it. <laughs> and and, yep. and it's one of those things where almost every youth pastor says, I was really nervous about how it would go, but I'm so glad that we did it. And so maybe right. you're serving at a campus where you guys haven't done this yet. Man, I'm telling you, there's so much power in not just telling students what to do, but actually inviting them to do it alongside you. And so maybe for you coming out of this podcast, you just shoot your youth pastor an email or a text and say, hey, I think we should do this sometime throughout this series. We've got two more weeks for it. And so you've got two more opportunities to make that happen. Now, within the experience, Silence and Solitude is a really cool way to introduce our students to this practice. But a really, really great thing to do as well is for you as a small group leader to model Silence and Solitude daily in your own life and invite students to do it with you. For this series, we wrote a Bible plan that's five weeks long. So it started week two of the series and goes all the way through the end of the series. That is literally walking students step-by-step, day-by-day, how to spend intentional time with Jesus and open themselves up to experience his presence. The Bible plan is called Becoming Like Jesus, Silence and Solitude. And maybe you're hearing about this for the very first time. I'm sorry, I should have said it louder and more frequently, but if you are hearing about this for the first time, it is not too late to get started on it and invite your students to do it with you because there is so much power when we can speak, not just from theory, but from actual experience. When I get on stage, there is a difference between when I'm talking about something that I've experienced personally and something that I've only heard other people talk about. 
And for so many of our students, their faith is something that has been handed to them from their parents, from their pastors, and even from some of you as leaders. And that's a part of the journey, but they haven't yet taken that step to make their faith their own because they know about God, but they've never tasted and seen how good the Lord is. And maybe even as you're listening to this podcast, you're feeling a little bit uneasy and uncomfortable because you're starting to acknowledge that maybe you've never experienced the presence of God personally in your own life. And maybe you've never taken the step to take your faith and actually make it your own. There is zero judgment, zero shame, zero condemnation coming from me right now. All I want to do is offer an invitation for you to taste and see that the Lord is good. Full disclosure, I was a switch leader for two weeks before I actually became a follower of Jesus. And so (laughs) didn't even believe in God. Somehow I slipped through the cracks, made it in. And so it was actually through switch that I began a relationship with Jesus. And my entire time as a follower of Christ has been within the context of switch as a volunteer leader, as an intern, as a staff member, and now in my role today as one of the people contributing to the content. And so I say all of that to say, throughout this series, here's what we haven't done. We haven't done a whole lot of telling students what they need to do with X, Y, or Z situation they're dealing with, because we really want to put our money where our mouth is. If we actually believe that God is the one who holds everything we need, if he is the provider who loves us, who cares for us, and is willing to guide us into all truth, then let's lead our students to him and trust him to do what only he can do. Yeah. And. I think that something for for leaders to think about as well, when when we look at like our experience, so we're talking about this moment that we created, right? And it's been a it's been great. So I haven't talked to a campus yet that's done it that wasn't like, man, that was that was special because it was different. And sometimes I think that we maybe we're like, ah, that that would be awkward or that will be uncomfortable. And I don't lie to you, there there is a little bit of discomfort. Like when it first starts, you're like, how's this gonna go? Like truly, how's <laughs> right. this gonna go? By the end of it, you're going that was special. And I think what makes it special is that it is, it's that idea of less of me and more of him. And in that moment, it's only him. Like, like we're, there is no production. Like there, there's nothing that we're doing to go, let's try to make this feel away. Like, no, it's just, it's going to be quiet and peaceful. And it's going to make you think because when there's nothing to distract you, all you have left is your thoughts and where you may let your mind wander. And when what you're being challenged to allow your mind to wander about is Christ. And like when you're being asked to, hey, I want you to meditate on this scripture, this specific scripture, whatever it may be, that's typically where you go. And so that is why we've had such a great response. But I'll say this as well. We switch and the switch experience is one part and it's a very small part of what actually contributes to a student's relationship and discipleship in Christ. And so in other words, yeah, like there's maybe some of you that are like, yeah, we haven't done that at our campus. Like we should do that. That's all like, it's everything. No, I promise you, it's not all about that. And so like, if it doesn't happen, if if your youth pastor's like, yeah, I don't think that's the direction that we're headed at the moment. That's fine because it doesn't, it's it's really not that big of a piece. The big piece is what happens outside of Wednesday night. Like, what does it look like um, what does their Monday morning look like? Like what, you know what I mean? Like what, what is Thursday morning after switch look like? What am I as a, as a switch leader, challenging them to live out, reminding them what is happening, holding them accountable when they are or aren't 
stepping into things that they, that they themselves said they wanted to step into. And so one of the other things I love about this silence and solitude focus is that a, a student's relationship with Christ is not yours. And it's not your right. decision whether or not they have one, and it's not their parents' decision. It's not anyone's decision but theirs. Now, we, we know that like where a student spends their time, their parents have a significant influence on that. So like I, I can't make my kids know and love Jesus, but I can tell them as a family, we're going to be in church, right? Like I can't make them know and love Jesus, but I can say, hey, in the mornings, we're going to spend some time as a family praying. Like, that's just what we're going to do. And I can't make you love Jesus, but you're going to begin to understand the habits that, that cause us to live healthy and to know him well. And so, man, I had a great conversation with a student this weekend. And as she's talking, and we're just kind of talking through some stuff. And great, I mean, great kid, like, love this kid. She has been through a lot and a lot, a lot of health stuff, tons of surgeries, but still just like a a positive kid. Like one of those yeah. kids that she's got a smile on her face that you're like, man, you've got that smile that brightens a room. Like, I just love to see you smile. But I know that she's questions a lot of things and is struggling with a lot of things. And as we sit down and talked, I said, hey, I just want you to know I'm, I'm really proud of you. And, and I'm proud of you because I know you've been through a lot and you have chosen to continue to love people and to look out for the underdog and to be kind. And I'm just proud of the fact that while you aren't totally sure about this whole Jesus thing just yet, I actually, I know that you're processing it. Like I know that in your own way, you're asking questions and that's good. And as we're, we're having that conversation now, so instead the other option is me going, listen, Jesus is everything. If you don't have him, you're going to hell. And like right (laughs) now, like, why haven't you made this decision? Right. And that, and I'm just telling you, I say that and we laugh. Some people think that's the way to go. And I'm just, so I'm going to explain to you why it's not. Okay. So, so in that same conversation, she says, yeah, you know, and so her parents, her parents uh, are divorced and have a good relationship though. And she said, yeah, my mom and her dad are agnostic. Hmm. And one of my grandpas was Muslim and my dad is Christian. And she said, so, you know, my, my dad talks about God and, and Christianity. My mom talks about what it means to be agnostic and, and kind of her beliefs and structure. And so does my grandpa on that side. And she said that my other grandpa used to talk to me about the Muslim faith and everything that that, that meant and what he believed. And I said, wow, that sounds really confusing. And she said, yeah, it's, it's pretty confusing. Like that, I mean, honestly, like that's a lot. And I just thought, what, like, what an incredible amount to digest right. for a young kid to right. be like, yeah, like I, I want to believe what you're saying, but my mom says this other thing and my other <laughs> grandpa says this other thing. And I've got yeah. three influencers in my life saying three different things. So while I want to believe what you're saying, I've got some questions. Yeah. And I think I just want everybody to know when we take a moment to create opportunities for our students to sit in those questions yes. and to know like, hey, I don't need you to think about any other distractions. I actually want you to sit in the questions and yeah. I want you to ask them. Yeah. And I want you to just like, just ask you like, where did I come from? Like, what, what, like if I'm as broken as I know I am and I feel, what is it that said that was done for me on that cross? Like allowed them to wonder and ask questions and be curious because if we do, then we get to know that one day when they accept Christ and have that faith, it will be theirs. It won't be their parents. 
It won't be yours or mine. It'll be theirs and they'll be solid in that faith because they got there on their own through Christ. And he's the one that transformed them. And it wasn't because we convinced them. And so I, I think that, I think we have to be willing to take the moments to sit in them, to allow students to sit in them if we want to see that type of transformation. And so for this kid, I'm just telling you, I'm believing in that type of transformation. Like I'm excited for it. And when, when we plan our experiences and when, when I talk to our switch leaders and small group leaders, that's the kid that I'm thinking about. Like yeah. I'm thinking about that kid that's going, no, I'm not there yet. I'm pretty confused. Got a lot of people talking to me about a lot of different things. That's the kid that I'm talking about when I say show tremendous grace. Like believe that the Holy Spirit is moving in a remarkable way through Switch right now. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. If you're not feeling or experiencing the fire wherever you are, you need to grab a match because we are really seeing something special happen. And so if, if you're going, man, I just don't know what there is here, then you need to do something about it because the Holy <laughs> Spirit's ready to do something, right? So like we're going to be learning more about the Holy Spirit in a couple of weeks at Switch. But I, I want for everyone to feel that and be excited yeah. about that and know what God is capable of. Don't ask what you can do to help them. Ask what could God do in this yes. kid's life? because that's when it gets extraordinary. So James, as we wrap up, is there anything that you'd like to share with our team? I mean, I, I would just say last thought is how much do we trust God to do what he says he can do? Jesus is the pioneer yeah. and the perfecter of our faith. He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. The Holy Spirit that dwells inside us will guide us into all truth because he is our advocate, our helper, and our comforter. And I think this is the thing that God is working in me is being able to trust him to do what he wants to do <laughs> instead of trying to put myself in the place of God and own somebody else's faith journey. And that's just a recipe for disaster for mm -hmm. us and for the people we're trying to lead. And I'm just incredibly grateful for those of you who are willing to show up week in, week out to step into the mess of teenagers' lives and show them firsthand the mercy you've experienced from God. Because that, that is really, really special. Absolutely. Well, hey, if you're listening and you have thoughts on this podcast or you have an idea for another podcast or you have an idea for Switch, you're like, man, I think this could be a game changer. Then do us a favor. It's another great place for you to take ownership send us an email to switch at life.church, your questions, your ideas for the podcast, or big ideas that you're like, what if for Switch? What if this happened? Man, send us those. We'd love to know what you're thinking, what God's put on your heart. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this ministry, this incredible movement of God that we're experiencing. As always, we love to have you here on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.